Heyo! Welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed stuff love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say, this journey is so much more fun with a bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. Welcome back. If this is your very first episode of Built to Be You, I am so excited to be in your ears right now. If this is your 103rd episode, I am also so excited to be in your ears right now. And I just wanted to remind you that this podcast and this community would not be what it is without you and your support. So every week that you show up here with me, every episode that you show up here with me, I am over the moon full of gratitude because you make my world go round, literally, metaphorically. I absolutely love getting to connect with you and to hear with you and to just hear your feedback about the podcast. So if there's any certain episode topics or guests that you want me to bring on the show, please let me know. This podcast is for you, for your own growth. So just slide into my DMs at Michaela underscore Robertson underscore and let me know what it is that you vibe with. I love hearing your feedback. I love getting to chat with you and I love getting to say thank you for making this possible for our community. But today I want to chat a little bit about this feeling of quote unquote being qualified. And I'm going to continue to like put that in air quotes, even though you can't see me, I am a hundred percent a hand talker and I am doing the air quotes in my office every single time because so often we think of qualifications as accolades or letters behind our names or achievements. And really those are not the things that qualify you. And This is a realization that I've had through and through throughout the last couple of years, but a couple weekends ago, I was on a 16 plus hour Zoom class for my RRCA, my Roadrunners Club of America certification. Essentially, it's letters behind the name of a run coach. And you're probably like, wait, Michaela, don't you already have a run coaching business? And the answer is yes. I do indeed have my heart and soul business, Strides for Strength, and I created that before I was run coach certified. And... That business has brought me so much purpose and fulfillment in the last six months, which might yield the next question of, you have a run coaching business without a certification? And the answer is yes. And before the class, I was afraid of being quote unquote found out that I wasn't a quote unquote real coach. And you're going to realize that I'm using quotes a lot because these are the narratives that I was telling myself that really didn't feel good. I had imposter syndrome to the max. In our business email account, I would backspace to delete our RCA coach and just put coach Michaela. I was transparent in the fact that I didn't have my official certification with fancy fancy letters behind my name. I knew as soon as I started my run coaching business that I was going to get my certification eventually, but everything with COVID, the courses were backed up. It didn't work with my schedule. You know, all of these things. So it's not like I wasn't actively trying, but at the same time, simultaneously, I've been working with athletes for several months now, you know, helping them achieve PRs, helping them come back from energy or injury, not from energy, helping them come back from injury, helping them build belief in themselves as an athlete and see the potential that they have. And I was able to do that 
because of the experience that I have a runner. So there was proof right in front of me that a certification isn't what makes me a good coach. It's my experience, my ability to learn, my ability to be humble enough to say, I don't know, but I will find out and move the resources that I need to give my athletes for them to see the success that they need to see. And so my point in telling you this story is, is that it's not about being the most qualified or the most experienced or being the expert in the field. You don't have to be great to be good. It's not letters behind your name that make you the expert. It's your willingness to put yourself in front of new experiences, your willingness to engage and consume new knowledge and new resources. And since I've been rumbling back and forth of the feelings and emotions that come up around the question of, am I really qualified for this? I really want to hammer this home with you. Certifications, accolades, recognition don't always directly correlate to how qualified you really are. Sure, again, they build your knowledge and they put more resources in your your toolbox, but they are not the end-all be-all when it comes to being successful or not. And I think about a wide range of people who kind of chase this feeling of being qualified. Nurses who want to go back to school to add letters behind their name. You know, really any profession or any degree where you have the opportunity to take tests, you know, hire your education, take certifications that help you grow and evolve in your place of work and your field of genius and the things that you're excited to learn about. And, you know, there's courses and certifications out there if it's not related to your profession that help you build knowledge around the things that you're passionate about, about the hobbies that you're passionate about. For example, my RRCA has nothing to do with my profession, you know, my degree, the letters of RN behind my name. But the RRCA helps build my knowledge and my resources around my passion, my purpose, what brings me so much fulfillment, which is strides for strength and run coaching and working with athletes. So if you feel yourself in this situation asking yourself, you know, am I really qualified for this, or you're chasing this feeling of going back to school because you think adding letters behind your name is going to bring more fulfillment. I really want you to stop and challenge yourself and run through this checklist. The first part being what previous experiences do you have to help you in this area? What things do you do where imposter syndrome tends to creep up? What feeling is it are you that you are chasing by trying to achieve said accolade or, you know, pursue said letters behind your name. Who else do you know in this area that you can use as a resource? And where is your knowledge gap? And I kind of want to just pick these each apart a little bit and how I went through them in my mind and how you can apply them to your life. And, you know, maybe it is, you're, you know, you're rumbling back and forth with the idea of like, do I want to go back to school for my master's or my doctorate? You know, do I want to sit for a certification for my degree? I think about nurses, you know, there's so many certifications that you can pursue. And I really want you to get to the root of why. Why are you pursuing this higher degree? Why are you pursuing this certification? What feeling is it are you, that you are chasing? And can you achieve that feeling in a different nature? And I remember when I first became a nurse, I was like, oh yeah, I'm for sure going to go back to NP school. I'm going to go back and I'm going to get my master's, maybe even my doctorate. I don't know. And it was because this is what society was telling us life looked like to um, climb the ladder of success, to climb the hierarchy of your work, right? To climb the clinical ladder if you're a nurse. And I've realized there's so many opportunities to create that same growth and that same fulfillment without the time commitment of going back to school, without, you know, 
the financial investment that it requires to go back to school. And so that's why I encourage you to take a good hard look at why it is that you feel like that said thing is going to bring these feelings of achievement and success. Absolutely, they probably will. Like if you get your doctorate degree and you stand up on the graduation stage, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to feel so proud and so, you know, just happy and content that like, oh my God, I made it through school again. But at the same time, that shininess and that newness wears off. So it's like when you tie the degree or the certification or the achievement to a deeper purpose and a deeper meaning, it lets you hold on to that fulfillment for just a little bit longer, right? The shininess and the newness doesn't wear off. You don't have this grudge or this resentment of like, oh my God, I just spent all of this time, energy, and money And for what? You know, I still feel the same. I still feel empty. I still feel burnt out. Um, And unfortunately, that happens in a lot of cases, right? You know, we think that the achievement is going to change our lives. And then it's like, hey, wait, I still feel the exact same as when I started my classes five years ago or whatever it might be. So let's start to run through this checklist here. What previous experiences do you have to help you in this area? Think about your career. Think about your hobbies. Think about the things that really excite you. What are you good at? What is your zone of genius? What kind of skill sets do you have already that you can capitalize on, that you can tell other people like, hey, I'm really good at this thing. And I think sometimes it's so easy to downplay what it is that you're good at. You know, it's like, well, everybody, everybody's good at starting an IV. Everybody is good at running a 5K. And there's that that's so inaccurate, right? There's so many people who crave and desire the skill set that you're really good at. And I'm reading this book right now. Um, it's along the lines of it's okay to suck at something. And really the preface of the book is like, allow yourself to be a humble beginner. Don't do everything to be perfect. And Do something in your life knowing that you suck at it. And inevitably, you're going to get better at it, but you can still suck at it, right? You don't have to be a perfectionist. And one of the activities in the book was to go through and write every single step of something that you're good at. So I went through and I did it for a 5K. And like the 5K starts way before the 5K, right? It starts with finding a 5K, getting the right running shoes, having the right running outfit so you don't chafe, having the right running socks so you don't get blisters, you know, knowing what to eat or drink before you run, you know, knowing how to run, proper running form, proper running technique, pre-run stretching. So there's so many steps that are actually so intricate and not as simple as you think they are, but you downplay yourself like, oh, everybody knows how to do that. You know, go back to starting an IV. What are the steps of starting an IV? Or another skill that you're really good at that makes you excited And again, capitalize on the previous experiences that you have to really help you deeper that fulfillment and that joy and that happiness of you are great at a lot of things. And how can you use those things to help others or teach others and impact others? And the next little box on the checklist of what things do I do where imposter syndrome creeps up? So what are things that you start to do and then that negative voice creeps in and it's like, hey, are you sure about this? Are you sure you're really qualified? Are you sure you have what it takes? And a lot of times that fear is a guiding force and hey, you're probably doing the right thing. You're probably doing something new. You're probably getting uncomfortable and pushing yourself to grow and learn just a little bit more and that's a good thing. 
The third little checkmark box that I want to talk about is who else in this area do I know that I can use as a resource, right? You don't have to be the expert. You don't have to know it all, but you can seek out other people that are the experts, right? We all have our zone of genius. And so let other people show up in their zone of genius. You show up in yours. And by zone of genius, I just mean the thing that like you're really passionate about, you're really excited about, you're really good at, you know, that is your fire skill set. That is the thing that you could do with your eyes closed maybe someday or sometimes. And utilizing the resources that you have makes you realize and kind of lessen that burden of I quote unquote have to know it all, right? Because you don't. If there's other people who are more knowledgeable than you, use them. You know, hey, can you teach me something? Hey, I have a question. Hey, I I need somebody to talk to my patients about this. Can you talk to them? Or I think about um, Aaron and I in our run coaching business, we have like a whole document of these are our resource knowledges. We have athletes who come to us with, you know, aches and pains. We have a PT on board that we can talk to. We have athletes who have questions about nutrition or fueling for runs. And we, we ask our nutrition person that we have in our pocket. We have somebody come to us that's like struggling with like mindset and body image. We have a sports psychologist that we know that we can resource. So we have this community and these resources in our pockets that we can turn to at any given moment, knowing that, hey, this is not our expertise. This is not our zone of genius. While I inherently would like to be good at everything and know absolutely everything, my brain just cannot handle it all. So you have to get honest with yourself and ask yourself, what do I want to be the powerhouse at? And what resources are around me that I'm going to allow other people to be powerhouses at? And I will refer to them as I need it, you know, as I see fit, as I identify my knowledge gap, which is the next point that I want to talk about on your checklist. Where is your knowledge gap? What knowledge or what pieces of knowledge are you missing that are going to help you kind of create your zone of genius and be the expert in the thing that you want to be the expert in? And, you know, maybe that is going back to get a degree. Maybe that is a certification class. Maybe that is your knowledge gap, right? But it's looking at, you know, looking at the end, starting with the end in mind, looking at the end goal and being like, okay, my goal is to be a nurse practitioner in a low income community, providing in-home visits, so on and so forth, whatever that end goal is for you. And asking yourself, What kind of knowledge do I need to build between now and then? Is it learning about community resources or community outreach programs? Is it learning what, where, or identifying where the need even is within your community or communities around you? Is there a need? What kind of things have already been done to try to fill that gap? What's going to set your knowledge and your skill set apart from what everybody else is doing, right? And so when you identify that knowledge gap, then you can make an action plan to close that gap. These are the tools and resources. These are the networks and the communities that I need to build. These are the certifications or degrees that I need to obtain. Uh, You know, this is the research I need to do on the internet. These are the books that I need to read. And you have to be humble enough that you don't have to know everything to get started while simultaneously acknowledging that you probably don't yet have all of the experience or all the knowledge that you crave, deserve, need to make the impact that you want to, if that makes sense, right? And I truly do believe that when you come from a place of like curiosity and I'm always willing to grow and I'm always willing to learn more and I'm always willing to add tools to my toolbox, then you put yourself in a position of massive growth because you know that you don't know it all, but you're being humble enough to 
keep seeking out the resources, keep asking the questions, keep getting help, uh, keep learning. And there's so much beauty and learning and growth um, that's never over, ever, ever, ever over. Like you can feel like you know absolutely everything. Your brain could be exploding. There's still going to be more out there for you to learn, which is why it's really important to kind of identify the gap, right? Know what it is that you need to learn in order to achieve or obtain that fulfillment and that purpose that you're looking for. And we talked about that at the beginning of the episode, right? Knowing why it is that you're striving or wanting to obtain said certification or said degree and really working backwards. And I just think about <laughs> sitting in my ROCA class and I was like, oh man, I shouldn't post it on Instagram. I shouldn't tell people I'm taking this class this weekend because like people are going to like, quote unquote, find me out. You know, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're a run coach. You have a run coaching business. You're working with athletes and you're not even a certified run coach. And guess what? Nobody said that. Not a single person. And again, I was transparent from the get-go. I'm not certified in this. Hey, I'm coaching you from a place of experience. But you know what set me apart from everybody else? My five to six years of running experience that I have. My humbleness to say, hey, I don't know. My attitude, my energy, my unshakable support and belief in my athletes. So as you're listening to this, I want you to know that it's not the certification or the degree or the quality, the things, those kinds of things that are going to make you qualified. What makes you qualified for the thing that you're really excited about and the thing that you're really good at is your experience. It is you. You have things about you that set you apart from the rest, that make you so dynamically and uniquely different from the way that everybody else is doing it. Capitalize on that. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and know that you have what it takes to pursue that dream and that goal and that vision without the certifications and the accolades and the shiny things. Sure, if you want to get those later on down the road, absolutely do it. But don't stay stuck in this phase of, I'm not going to be able to get anywhere until I do said thing or achieve said thing. Because that's just, there's no truth to that whatsoever, right? And I think it's so funny because I was so in my head about not being certified, you know? And then I had like four or five of my athletes text me right after my certification was over. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, I can't wait to hear what you learn. I can't wait to, you know, implement the things that you learned. And that's the thing. That is the power of growing your skill set and closing that knowledge gap is knowing that you get to impact more, educate better, you know, just find more passion and more fulfillment in what it is that you do because you're growing your skill set, right? And I never claimed, I still, I still do not want to be the best coach because if I'm the best coach, that means I'm done growing and that means I'm done learning. And I don't ever want to do that. I want to be a coach who is always growing, who is always evolving. I want to be a human who is always growing and always evolving, always moving resources. So anyways, that is my long-winded way of telling you, do the damn thing that's on your heart and quit waiting to be ready. Quit waiting to quote unquote, feel qualified, Quit chasing degrees and certifications if that's not really what you're excited about. If society is telling you to check mark the boxes, to climb the clinical ladder, to achieve the accolades, to, you know, just check the boxes of quote unquote success, stay in your own damn lane, sis, right? Ask yourself, why does this really matter to me? And ask yourself why again? 
And then ask yourself why again. Ask yourself why five to 10 times before you settle on a decision of this is what I'm doing. Because chances are when you get to that root of that why, it's probably gonna be for somebody else. And if it's not fully for you, I don't want you to invest your time, money, and energy to something that's not a hell yes for yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, you're the only person that you have to please in this world. It's not about pleasing mom and dad or boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or significant other or managers or friends or this unrealistic expectation that you put on for yourself. It's about living up to the standards that you set for yourself. And those standards get to be set by you, right? You get to decide what standards and what things you are going to hold yourself accountable for and which things you're not. So that is what I have for you today, my friend. If you love this episode, please tag me over on Instagram at Michaela underscore underscore. And I would love to chat about your quote unquote, not feeling qualified with you and kind of see how you're feeling after this episode and the mindset shifts that you've had since you've listened. So I will chat with you next week. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.